Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Good evening, everybody. It's Saturday night and it's Solo in the City time. I am your certified love coach and your matchmaker tonight live here in studio at CJAD 800 and also on iHeartRadio. You can call us tonight. 514-790-0800. We can also take your text at star 8255. Sean is in the booth ready to put all your calls through to me. And also tonight, it's special because we are doing once again FaceTime Live. So not only can you hear us, but you can also see who's in studio with me tonight. And I'm going to introduce my guests in a little while. But I want to tell you tonight, we're going to be talking about body language and what things mean uh, the way our body talks to us and what it says to other people around us. But first, as always, I like to get to your questions, the things that people send in to me all week long um, through the website and um, handle their questions and reach out and spread some love that way. So tonight I want to deal with a question that came in from Kayla and she wrote this, Dear Cheryl, I have a very odd problem, and part of it comes from being overly empathetic. I split up from my ex years ago because, sadly, he was an alcoholic and had many issues that wasn't he wasn't willing to deal with. He was always angry or sad and was dragging me down. I finally got the courage to divorce him, but he still is in contact with me. He doesn't have many friends, and he makes me feel like if it weren't for me, he would be lost. He refuses to see a psychiatrist and makes me feel like I am his only hope. But I want to start dating again now, but find it hard to do so with the ex always hovering around. I feel sorry for him, but I really need my own life now. What do you suggest? So, Kayla, here's what I'm going to suggest. Um, I think that you have to declare your boundaries, and you have to decide for yourself how much interaction you want with him, how much you can handle, and if you want to handle it at all. Remember, you couldn't help him while you were married, which is why you got divorced. You probably can't help him now. And the fact is, it's not your responsibility, I don't think. He has to help himself. He is the one lost. And if he's not ready to do something about it, I don't think you can help him. Now, the other thing is, you know, being overly empathetic. Well, maybe that's something you want to look at. Like, why do you think you are overly empathetic in general, because you were saying it was in general? Maybe it's something from on your side that is about always saving somebody. And I get that. I used to be like that, too. So there might be things that you want to look at as to why it is, is, is that you're constantly feeling like you have to be the nurturing person in this whole thing. And you know, it's, again, it's not up to you to have to feel responsible. He has to make his own life here, and you have to make yours. So if you feel the need and, and you care about this person, you want to be friends, I understand that, but then make some boundaries for it and clearly define them. He's not going to do it, so you have to do it. This is you, and this is him, and you have to separate it. You did separate it. You got divorced. And this is why a lot of people, though, in this situation make the clear break. And you know what? If you decide to make that clear break, it might just force him to do what he needs to do to help himself. 
and then you could pick up that relationship. So again, the biggest part here is you defining your own boundaries. We're talking about body language tonight here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. And the next thing is that I wanted to share with you is a little bit of dating news. You know, I always like to tell things that are going on out there in the big love world. And this one is really interesting. There is a new niche dating app. It's a dating app for farmers. Yep. It's for farmers and it's called farmersonly.com. And it's really amazing because this started around 2005 and right now there are over 4 million people on it. But the fun part is it's not just people who are involved in agriculture. It kind of like spread beyond that. It, it's now encompassing people who are just, you know, feeling very grounded, who are feeling more, more earthy and, you know, want to be in a more down-to-earth kind of a relationship. So it's a lot of fun um, that all these new apps are coming out. You know, it, there's a lot of niche-type online dating. And, you know, I want to tell you something. So many people seem to have hang-ups still, and it surprises me that in this day and age where everything is bought online, that people aren't comfortable in some cases to get online. I encourage you to do it. And I encourage you, by the way, to do it right, which means with the right profile and um, have somebody help you do it, either a professional or a friend. But having a great online profile will increase your chances. And then, yes, of course, niche it out. Make sure that the one you're going on is something that pertains to your life. So if you are into agriculture or you are a farm girl or a farm boy, or you just want to be down to earth with somebody, um, do so. You know, the, the person who started this, his name is Jerry Miller. And one of the things he said is, you know, utilize the internet, um, but it's also to be interpersonal. And it's also something he said was about being courageous and not just sitting behind the screen. And this is one of the things I always say is, don't use it as your crutch and don't use it as your pen pal. Meet people online and then meet them in person. 45 minutes, go out, meet them, have a walk. Um, if you're living on a farm, go, I don't know if it's an apple orchard, go pick some apples together. But um, get going on the date because that's what it's all about. Again, Solo in the City tonight is talking about a body language here on CJAD 800. And um, I'm going to be welcoming two guests, but I also want to talk about the fact that today I put online a question. And the question was about what would happen if you stuck your tongue out in a crowded room to get someone's attention, because this was put out there uh, by a gentleman who wrote a book, How to Find Love in 60 Seconds. His name is Brian Howie. And he says that if you stick your tongue out across a room, you will get the person to come across that room to introduce themselves to you, mostly to find out why you did it. And uh, I had a lot of people who wrote in um, and said that, in their opinion, they think uh, Mike said, uh, why not? Uh, men can do it. Women can do it. I think it could be a good thing. Um, a woman, K.A. McIntosh, she said, um, maybe a beeline towards them would work better than the sticking out of the tongue. Um, a few people were worried about getting punched in the face like George. Uh, George also said, uh, I like I like going up to a bar, ordering a drink and telling him, telling the bartender to put 
the drink on the woman's tab that I'm interested in. And usually that gets a dialogue going. So a lot of people were writing in some really great ideas as to how to meet somebody and use body language. And the biggest one was smile and use the eye contact. And that's what we're going to be talking about here tonight, how to use our body language when it comes to meeting people. I'm going to be introducing you very shortly to my two guests tonight. Uh, one is Angela Podelsky. She is a body language expert. And also Fede Sanchez. He's a former film director and a producer, a writer. And uh, he also owns Cartel Restaurant uh, in the Plateau area. And um, he is really able to also see a lot of the way people use body language or what their body language is saying when they come to his restaurant. Later on in the show, we are going to be making a draw for everybody who registered on Solo in the City. You're going to be able to win a dinner for two with a four-course meal some wine or bubbly and uh, it's taking place at Bordel Eatery and Bar and you will be able to see a show there as well so we're going to be giving that away and there's always going to be great things happening and remember tonight you can hear us on CJAD but you can also watch us on Facebook live right here we are going to learn very shortly how to get that person's attention on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, baby, when I turn it on. We are back, Cheryl, your love coach, and uh, joining me here at Cupid's Table, where each week I talk about things that get to the heart of the matter as your dating coach. I want to remind you that we are on Facebook Live tonight, so you can watch us and you can see the people who are sitting around Cupid's Table tonight. I want to introduce you to my two guests, Angela Podalski. She is a body expert. Uh, body language expert and nonverbal communications. Welcome to the show, Angela. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. And the name of your sh your your company, because I always have trouble pronouncing it. See, I'm great with body language, but right. pronunciation sometimes. <laughs> I know. So my name of the company is Kinesic Intelligence, coming from the word kinesis, which is coming from a Greek word kinesis which is actually is the study of body language and nonverbal communication related movement related to communication, which is body language. And, and one of the things that I love is I, I saw on your website, uh, you had the quote, the most important thing of communication is hearing what isn't right. said. I love that because that really is getting to the heart of the matter on that. Well, 100%, because over 90% of your communication is nonverbal. So 38% is your vocals. It's how you use the inflection of the voice. And 55% of your communication is through your body and your facial expression. So when you're on a date, it's actually very important to be attentive to the other person and see what they are doing with their body and how they're moving to see if they're comfortable, if they're interested, and how to go about it 
if you are interested and you see their interests with them. And we're going to give you some tips on that, right? Yes. Uh, very, very soon. And I want to introduce you also to Fede Sanchez. Uh, he is a former film director and he's a producer. He's also the artistic director and copywriter of Manina Productions, which actually won the Notable Award uh, for Best Event Planning Company uh, for 2015 and also the owner of Cartel. Welcome to the show, Fede. Hello, Cheryl. Hey, thank you for having me today. It's a pleasure. Oh, you have such a good voice. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does, he does. Now, okay, so I, I, I really want to get into this because, you know, within the dating world, it is so important. And it's important from the body language, correct me if I'm wrong, it starts from the minute you walk in. And I know that even when I'm working with my clients, I meet my clients for the first time in public. And I'm always there before. Because I want to see how they're coming into the room and, and see if they're feeling confident or a little insecure. And the body can tell you yes. a lot, right? A hundred percent, Cheryl. It starts even before you're coming in. It actually starts with how you feel with the inside before you even go to the date. Because the body does not lie. You cannot fake it. So you have to prepare yourself ahead of time. So if you, a male or a female, and you know you're going to a date and you're interested in that person, make sure that you prepare yourself and you're feeling good. So when you walk in, it also shows. And, and, and that's one of the things I always tell people as well is, if you've had this horrific day, you know, at work or with your kids or whatever's going on, a family member, take a half an hour at home, take a bath, slow yourself down, calm yourself down. And, you know, if your kids are running around, you know, if you do have children and you're dating, leave the house and give yourself 15 minutes beforehand so you can ground yourself. And, and you must see this also, right, Fede, at the restaurant? Well, when we... Uh... Often we speak to, to staff and we speak to our people about what's a restaurant all about, right? Because uh, we often think about uh, food, we think about drinks, we think about ambience, but that's not really what a restaurant is all about. See, people don't go out because they're hungry. They don't need to be there. The reason why people go out to, to a restaurant, whether they're thinking about it or not, is to seek a moment of happiness. Whether that moment of happiness is going to be, you know, in a business meeting or in a date or between friends or a ladies' night out, it's that moment of happiness that they're looking for. So anything that gets in the way of that happiness is detrimental to the restaurant. And the restaurant fails when people don't walk out of it happier than when they came in. Right. And the only way you can look at, the, at that is through through body language. And we're always asking the, the staff to be very aware. One of the questions that we, we forbid to ask the staff people is, uh, how is everything? We don't want to know verbally how is everything. We want to see it. We want to see and feel if people are having a great time. That question for us is useless. We are talking about body language here on Soul in the City on CJAD 800. So, Angela, um, tell me, please, you're talking like Fede was just saying about people at a restaurant and everything. So there are telltale signs that people are having fun. There are telltale signs, for instance, you know, he was saying there's a group of women and they're on girls night out. Um, you can see, for instance, on girls night out, if they're out with their girlfriends to have fun or they're out to meet men, right? Yes, body language is completely different. Let's let's go with that scenario yes. and kind of analyze so it. So there's always a tell. There's always a tell. And if you are looking, most people, even if they did not study the science of body language, a lot of times from their gut instinct, they can tell. And 
women, we are flirtatious. Even really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know that. And we, as well, flirtatious, not just with the guys we like, but it's in our nature to be flirtatious. So it's actually very interesting for the guys, and that's why sometimes the guys are confused with the cues we are giving them. But they have to be very aware. For an example, is she turning her center towards him? Is she tilting the head? Is she moving her hair to expose her neck to show that she's vulnerable for him? And that, because the neck is one of the most vulnerable places. It's almost, think about of a vampire, right? I'm showing the neck, here, come bite me. So <laughs> in a way, <laughs> you know, the guys have to look at those tails and vice versa. Women also have to look at the tails because a lot of times women, we cut up in, in our dream, right? We, we think, oh, he's talking to us he must be so interested but sometimes it's just a friendly discussion so watch is his feet are facing you is his feet are pointing away what are the non-verbal cues is he leaning to you is he trying to touch so you so let, let, let's talk about those so, so for instance um you were saying you know the body center so you should be dead on with each other the minute you start doing this that means you're opening up to other people right right and so then same thing with the feet if the feet are pointing at the door you know that they might be anxious to start yes. leaving yes set them free i always say as soon as you see the center and the feet drift set the person free no matter if it's dating if it's business just let them go because they want to go so yes it's very important to look at those tells and and Fede, I mean, from a man's point of view, do you not agree that when a woman, for instance, you know, puts her head to the side and moves her hair away and shows that vulnerable point, it does send a message? You can see man. it as a, I am an observer. At You're the, also at, a at man. The, at the restaurant. <laughs> but let's talk as an observer, right? When I, in the restaurant at Cartel, what you have is you see a number of, of, uh, of dates happening. And there's different kinds of dates. You know, you have your Tinder dates, you have your blind dates, you have people who have seen them, you know, each other first and they come to the restaurant. And you're always very curious to see how the date is going. You know, And you can immediately tell when people are making connections, when people are ready to leave. And that helps also the direct the staff to treat the table in a certain manner. You know, we know, for example, that if a woman is anxious uh, to see the man leave, we'll take care of that in a discreet, discreet way. You know, but you can actually see it happening. So as an observer, even I don't know these people, I can kind of feel it in the room, what what's going on. And that's all body language because I can't hear what they're saying. And it's very different from a man and a woman because a man doesn't necessarily do, let's go with the neck. You know, a man won't tilt his neck and expose it in the same way a woman will. Right. Very different, very different signs, male versus female, right? Very different signs because women, we go into more flirtatious, vulnerable. When a man will start peacocking. Uh, okay, let, so let, let's get into the peacocking thing. Cause, <laughs> you know, it's always, people think it's the woman that does the peacocking. It's the, no. it's the man. It's the, the man. <laughs> you think about it too uh, a guy and a girl, two people going into the movies and the guy likes the girl. What does he do? He stretches his arms wide to show how big his arms are to put the hand around. So the guys, what they do is they take space. If there's other guys, they will take even more space to show dominance. They will put the arm on the bar to show that he has a big muscle or... 
Even more, they sometimes put their hands within the, the pants pocket, pointing to show that they are men. <laughs> that's that's one of the power poses, right? I mean, when when uh, you you see the thing on TEDx, um, they did a whole thing on power yes, poses, yes, and that was one of them that they did. The the men are there, and actually, even women who are talking um, when you're when you're doing a, a public speaking thing, you're shown to. Put your hands on your hips and take a power pose, right? Yes, yeah, so power posing being studied by Harvard University, but uh, a woman that by name Amy Cudi that partnered up with mm -hmm. two other professors, and she studied the effect of body language and nonverbal communication on our hormone imbalance. And actually, there's a shift in the balance cortisol versus testosterone when you do big poses makes you feel better your testosterone rises versus cortisol which makes you feel less so obviously when men feel like they there's a woman and they want to pursue it they make it themselves bigger and for that reason this testosterone rises you see the two guys if there's two guys and there's one woman you can start seeing that testosterone happening within the body <laughs> and there's that the rivalry <laughs> Exactly. So you can see it happening. So uh, do you notice these power poses? Well, I want to rewind a little bit to a time in film. Film is probably one of the, the most obvious examples of the power of body language. Because when you look at, at an actor or an actress performing different roles, uh, you can see how through body language they can change entirely their personality, their character, and project something completely, completely, radically different from film to film. It is the same person. And yet their, their personality is completely, completely changed. Coming up, more body language talk, or should I say, no talk. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook Live tonight with Ramona and Carls. And don't forget, register now on Solo in the City if you want to win a dinner for two. This week it is for Bordel Boutique Eatery and Bar. And next week we are going to be giving away a dinner for two to the Tavern. Uh, so this week's winner is going to be announced very soon. Because all I want to do is help you get relating, dating, and mating, and make your social life and your love life fun. Right here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. It's Cheryl, your dating coach, and I want to remind everybody about the Solo in the City dating site. It's just another option that you can use on my growing list of ways in which I want to help you meet people of like-minded minds around this city. Um, you know, I do the kiss calendars, so I give you places to go, but through matchmaking or the Solo in the City dating site, you can actually meet people from the city and then go out and enjoy the city together. Now with me at Cupid's Table, because I'm surrounded by love and these lovely people, welcoming still Angela Podolsky, and she's our body, ex body language expert, as well as Fede Sanchez, the owner of Cartel and a man of many, many talents. So I want to get back to um, a little bit of what I was talking about at the beginning of the show before you two join me, which was a 
um, <laughs> it was a technique, let's put it that way, that a gentleman named Brian Howie um, suggested in his book, How to uh, Fall in Love in 60 Seconds. And his philosophy was in 60 seconds, you can grab the attention of somebody from across the room and have them come over to you just by sticking out your tongue. And I want to tell you, because I, I was saying this at the beginning, I have a friend of mine, Heather Backman. She's a great radio personality. We all love her. And uh, she actually did this with me. She tested it with me at the Grand Prix, at the Ritz-Carlton, Friday night, packed ballroom. And she said, let me try it. And she stuck at her tongue, you know, in a very playful way. And it's a playful way. It's not like, you know, a big tongue hanging out of your mouth. It was a smile and a, and a little fast sticking out the tongue. First guy came right over. 20 minutes later, another guy came right over. Shortly after that, another guy came right over. Time and time again, it worked. And when you ask the gentleman, he said, I've never had that happen to me before. I had to know why. You know, was it malicious? Is it fun? It worked. Now, I personally don't suggest that because I, I like to handle myself in a little bit more of a sophisticated way. But what do you think about that? I have to ask you, Angela, sticking out your tongue. Uh, Cheryl, I think it's a great question. I think it can work. Having said that, there are two types of people. There's the quiet confidence and there's the extrovert, which is the more louder confidence. I would never suggest to somebody that is more of a quiet confidence to do something that is not congruent with who they are inside because then the micro expressions, which are the facer expressions, will not be as fun and open. For that reason, I would say make sure that if you do so, that can be fantastic because if your body shows that you are fun and you're doing it from a playful way, then it can work. But if it's not part of you and your personality, then it may come across wrong because your body, your expressions will not be congruent with what you're showing. So it, it, it can be deceiving. So I would say do it if it's part authentic. of your personality and it's authentic. But if it's not, find maybe another cute thing, cute way to do something to break the ice pretty fast. Okay, what's your comment on that, Fede? Well, that, that goes back to uh, having courage. Because that, uh, that moment of courage that people can have to start uh, a meeting, to meet someone, is perhaps more important than the act of sticking out the tongue. Because you got to have first the courage to stick out the tongue. And I always refer, refer back to maybe the, one of my favorite movies, We Bought a Zoo. And I don't know if you remember seeing that picture of you ever saw We Bought a Zoo. I, and uh, in this movie, uh, it's I about... I actually a, haven't seen that movie. Well, it's about a, a widow. He lost his wife. He really loved his wife. They have two children. And, uh, and he ends up buying a zoo just to, to make the family happy. But uh, they're grieving. They're grieving the loss of the, of the wife. And uh, there's one, one key moment in the, in the film where they're, they're passing in front of this cafe the father and the two children and the father pauses and he looks at the cafe through the window at a table and he says wait come children I want to show you something because so many years ago I was passing by this cafe and that's where I saw her I saw your mother she was sitting there I didn't know her I just thought she was the most beautiful woman in the world and I said to myself I gotta go in and I gotta say hello and just she, he could have stuck his tongue but again it was the 20 seconds of courage he walked in there and he explained to his children he reenacted the entire first meeting with their mother and he said, it was just 20 seconds of courage that it took for me to walk up and say hello 
or stick my tongue out if it would have been something else. And it's interesting to see that and to see him there with his children because I can relate so much to that because it happened to me when I was 15 years old and that's how I met my future wife when she was 14. It was just 20 seconds of courage on the street. And that's what it takes. It just takes that courage. And and Michael Michael PK he said just walk over and say hello, you know? And and one thing is also I think when it comes to this body language is also what the woman who is being approached is saying, right? So we talk about the fact that if somebody is approaching you to turn towards them so that they know it's okay. We, you know, as women, we have a responsibility here. We, we tend to think that the man is the one who should come across the room to, towards us, but we have a responsibility is to let them in and to know that they have a green light to come on. And we can do that through our body language, starting with, turning our bodies towards them so it's always that center right Angela uh, there are more yes there's that but there's more there's the actually <laughs> yes the, actually it starts even prior to that so a lot of women show cues of you can approach me even before turning the center so what we do a lot of times we're not even aware of that that when the man passes for an example and if the woman likes it she will flick her hair and to show that, look at my hair. That's why you have some religion that after they're married, they have, they have to, to cover their, their hair. hair. So r r hair can be very flirtatious as well. For an example, women, if they like the guy, they will quickly look at them and they look away. That doesn't have to be long. It's very fast. But the, if the guy saw that quick look back and forth, that's his cue to approach. We are talking body language here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. And you are right as, as far as that look goes. And I, I do want to comment on the eye contact as well, because there is a difference between giving a flirtatious, I'm interested look rather than staring somebody down. And I think that's where a lot of people also, uh, Fede, you're, you're smiling there, right? <laughs> well, yes. Uh, in, uh, in, in the current business when I'm in the, the restaurant, and also in the entertainment business, in the event business, I happen to work with a lot of women. For example, Manina, I'm the only man in the entire company. <laughs> but here's something very, very interesting is at the restaurant and at the event company and everywhere, I see a lot of, a lot of single women. And this, this I don't, I don't recall ever seeing something like this. And I'm talking about women in their late twenties, late thirties, forties, fifties. Incredibly beautifully, beautiful woman, incredible qualified woman for, to have many husbands if they wanted to have them. But a very, very sophisticated, wonderful women, single, 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 single. And this is something that I, that I haven't seen in thirty years. And perhaps I'm wrong. Perhaps it's my perception. But I, I see a lot of that. So when you, we go back to the idea of can women approach can women be a little bit more proactive approaching people i think i'm seeing quite a bit more of that oh I, i'm sure you are actually yeah. uh, so angela the eye contact okay because i remember actually once being at a at an event and i was listening to another coach and she actually had two people standing there face to face and uh she was trying to coach them and she said you just keep your eyes on him don't take them off and stare him down and i'm sitting there going no, I was just shaking my head quietly in the audience going, okay, Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> to be honest, it also depends where you're coming from. Some cultures, as Freddie, you mentioned, it's okay to, for a woman to go and approach. But a lot of cultures, they're not comfortable with that. And they like, and let's be honest, 
Most women like chivalry. Most women like to feel like the man is approaching them and he, he wants to, you know, pursue her. So I think the eye contact is important. But I know, I actually heard also somebody say, you have to look uh, three count till, I don't know, five or a certain mm, amount of... Three to and five I think, seconds. Yeah, I think it's a little bit too much. Basically, by nonverbal communication... Women tend to look at the guy, and if they like him, to look slightly down like they are submitting to them. So basically, the guys, this is the cue for you. If a woman looked at you, then turned around pretty fast, and then looked down, and then looked back at you, then you should go. That's it. You know, just get up and go. A hundred percent. And and especially, you, you can have that back and forth, but it's almost like what I was talking about on online dating. Don't be a pen pal. If the, if there's an interest there, go for it. But it is also interesting what you were saying, Fede, about women and that they are being more proactive because one of the women who wrote in about, you know, the, the question that I asked today about how to get somebody's attention, uh, one of the women wrote in um, K.A. McIntosh, she was saying that I asked, is it okay for a woman to go across or do you wait for a man? And she said, I used to wait, but with as I get older, I get more self-assured and with age, it's easier plus times a wasting you know so I think though as well a lot of women when they're in transition and possibly just coming out of a relationship or haven't dated in a while and then um, in a lot of cases women start feeling better about themselves you know they've done some work on themselves then all of a sudden you know their peacock feathers kind of go even though we don't have peacock feathers as women um, and they want to be the one because it's also a, a, a demonstration of how far they've you know, matured and conquered and become powerful within their own body. So they try it. But then what happens is once they realize that they can do it, they go back to wanting to be approached, right? Yes. And then dynamic changes. And that's very hard then to switch the dynamic. So if the woman is the one that pursuing the man, they need to forget to understand and figure that out for themselves. Is that okay for them to continue like that with their relationship? Because switching from that dynamic, it's, it's a little bit hard. So, and just to be honest, we always start. So when men think they the first approaching, <laughs> they never are the first ones to give the cues. So if it's the more subtle cue that we flipped our hair or we gave a little look, we always are the first one to give the cue. Always. The question is, how far or how obvious do you want the cue to be? Because that will also dictate, I believe, the relationship further and it will be harder to change the dynamics from there. Don't forget, tonight we are live. You can call us 514-790-0800. Quick question for you, Angela. Um, one telltale sign, because you said about honest, if somebody's lying to you. Give me a telltale sign. If they're deviating from their normal behavior. So if their normal behavior to move one way and then suddenly they move differently or they not answering you the question directly, they making a little story, that can be a little tell, a little tell. More telltale signs are coming up. We are going to also share more of your shares that you 
did with me today on Facebook. Remember, you can watch us right now on Facebook Live. We have questions of the week coming up every Friday and Saturday. Now, get ready to kiss with the events calendar as well as we are going to draw our winner from the kiss box for the dinner for two at Bordel Boutique Eatery and Bar coming up right here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. And it's time for a kiss. We are talking tonight about body language with my two fantastic guests, Angela and Fede. But I first want to tell you some of the things that are going on in the city this week. So starting off Sunday, Groove Nation, it's a, a night to go out and dance, Latin dance. Uh, Fede, you would like this. And uh, you can go and learn the salsa and the bachata. Classes are $8 and... Um, it's going on till around 10.30. Then there'll be a live show and uh, and a DJ. So this is a great way to get out and dance and have some fun, meet new people. It's happening from 6 to 8 p.m. Also, uh, Friday night, um, sorry, on Friday, don't forget, Solo in the City, we are having our live studio audience next week. We are hosting Mom versus Matchmaker and the host of that show, Carmelia Ray, is coming down from Toronto and she will be joining us in studio. And um, you can also see on Friday, Love Blurb. So every week we are hosting a video and on that video, you're going to have different dating tips and conversation from three to four people who join me every week from different walks of life. And uh, we talk about very interesting very topical things that are going on in the relationship world. Then on Saturday, Social Singles Adventure is turning up the heat Mardi Gras style. They are going to be having a dance and drink party. And if you feel like getting all dressed up, do so. Throw on those beads, a mask, and go down to party with them. And it's taking place at Thursdays at 7.30 till 10 p.m. And Thursdays is a great place and they have three different floors. And if you want, you can even have dinner upstairs before you go down to the party. Great, great spot. And I also want to introduce you to kind of what I think is a great date spot or my weekly recommendation. And this week it's at Artista. It's a cafe ceramique. And what you do is you go over there and you got it. You can paint some ceramics, you can paint t-shirts, canvas painting, and uh, meet new people, grab a girlfriend, grab a wingman, and head on out there. And uh, this is located in the West Island on Pierre Fon Boulevard. So you can get information at artisticacaféceramique.com if you're interested. Let's get back to the topic of tonight, body language. And uh, Angela and Fede, we've been having a great conversation. For anybody who's missed any part of the show, you can hear us on Sound cloud and uh, you can be watching us right now on Facebook. So let's go to some of the telltale signs and what they mean because we've talked about we, we touched just before right about 
um, if somebody's lying to you, Angela, you were saying that uh, they start to have different body language. You want to reiterate that? Yes, of course. First of all, I want to be clear what I'm saying because a lot of people may seen the show lie to me. And in the show, it's very Hollywoody. The person looks at the other person and the other person blinks and he will like, okay, you're lying to me. Let's be real, okay, here. <laughs> this is not how it works in real life. This is Hollywood. And so when a person say, oh, this person is lying, there's no one tell. There's no one tell, and I'll repeat that, that will say and indicate specifically this person is lying. There's no such a thing. And if there's one person that tells you there is such a thing, they themselves. Or they might be walking around with a lie detector. And even that's not 100%. Not even that. So it's what you can see when people deviating from their normal behavior or when they're not answering your question directly and they trying to kind of tell a story or put it back at you. It kind of gives the indication or kind of what we talked on a little bit on the break. Somebody, oh, looking up, down. It doesn't mean necessarily they're lying. You cannot say because you look down, because you deviated, you can lie. But it's an indication for you to maybe dig a little bit deeper and figure out what's going on. Well, interesting you said that because, um, Fede, you were saying during the break, you know, when they start fidgeting, yet fidgeting, if you if you go through, you know, body language um cryptics, uh, it also can mean that the gentleman, for instance, if he starts getting fidgety, can be meaning that he's getting excited by you. Well, it can mean so many That's different right. things. Fidgeting in general, people that play with their pen or forks, it's actually a soothing mechanism. Sometimes somebody's brain is going very fast or they're nervous. And a lot of times those things are soothing mechanisms for you. Going back to when your mom was kind of, you know, rocking you back and forth to kind of relax you. When you fidget with your foot, that may be the way for you to release that stress or if you play with a pen and stuff like that. So it can be excitement, but usually excitement shows in other ways in the body language, but it's mainly usually soothing mechanism. Right. Or so tick. uncomfortable or comforting. I mean, yes. it can be one. That's what I was saying. Is, is it can be many different things. And then they talk about raising the eyebrows. Well, right? the, uh, like a raising of the eyebrow. You see so many dating scenarios, especially with with Tinder, where people don't know a whole lot about each other when they come in. And there's a lot of people out there inventing la lives for themselves. So. Uh, you see it at the restaurant, you see it at the bar, you see people that are telling stories and telling stories and telling, talking about their job and enhancing their jobs and enhancing their situations and making their life wonderful, you know, and you know, you've seen them there every week and you know that the, the, it's a story. So one, one of the things that, because people don't know so much about each other when they meet for the first time, and yeah, when we're talking about, about the eyes, one of the things that I had the opportunity to observe is that, and especially watching actors or performers, is that the eyes, it's there's a, there's a tendency to look down when people are remembering down to the left and looking up to the right when people are trying to create something. Well, one of the things I have to create now is to thank you both for joining me tonight. Uh, but I do have a draw that um, it was coming up, and it's for a dinner for two. And uh, I'm thinking maybe, Fede, you can reach into this box for me. I'm it's an the expert at that box. here. It's reaching. And, and um, pull out a name for somebody who has won this dinner for two at Bordel. Now, to win, you have to be a Solo in the City member. So go on to solointhecity.tv, sign 
sign up. Uh, it's not to the dating site. This is just a membership and it gives you advance notice as to things that are happening and a chance to win every week a dinner. So who we got, won this? We got our name. This is Clifford Hetched. Clifford Clifford Hecht, um, you are the winner of the Dinner for Two for Bordell. And as of now, right now, you can start signing up to win a Dinner for Two next week. Actually, it'll be the week after next. We're not here next week, sadly. Um, we will be recording our show, but it will record. It will air on the 11th of March because um, we got the Impact Game next week. So, sadly, we lose each other. I'm going to ask um, everybody, if you want, go to Facebook Live right now, um, Cheryl Besner, and we're going to continue some of the tips and things that you can look for in body language um, because I like giving you added things to know when you're going out on the date. Again, thank you so much, Fede and uh, Angela, for joining us here tonight. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Jer. As always, I also want to thank Era and Tanya and tonight, Sean, in uh, production, and as well, my soulmates from Solo in the City. We have Carlos and Ramona, who have been uh, giving you the back, the back look of what goes on in this city. Remember, you can hear tonight's show on SoundCloud anytime you want. And don't forget, we are going to have another Love Blurb airing uh, next Thursday. It's going to go on where you're going to hear other people talking about relating, dating, and mating on great conversations and great topics. Now, if you need any dating advice or are interested in meeting someone, I am here for you as always, you can call me at 844-744-SOLO or reach me through Solo in the City. Uh, I'm always creating different ways in which you can reach out to me. If you call me on the 844 number, I get back to you within 24 hours because I really do believe every heart should find a home and uh, it all starts with home sweet home. So I want to thank all of you again for joining me on Solo in the City. And again, if you're not here next Friday when we do our live studio audience, start signing up for that too because it is sold out. But we do one every Friday, the first Friday of the month. It is always catered uh, by lovely sponsors, uh, uh, Cantor's Bakery is going to be providing lunch, as well as Kolonaki Wines will be providing us some bubbly. And why? Because we want to celebrate love with you. And I ask you to come on down and help me spread that love. So in the meantime, I wish you all a great week. And remember to keep it simply social, because we all know it's all about the kiss. See you soon.